Say amen if you got that. All right, I see a couple pages turning. All right, James 1, 22, 25. All right, let's go to God in prayer. Dear God, we thank you for this opportunity to come into your house of worship. We thank you for the congregants, oh, Father God, that have made their way out in the inclement weather, God, to hear what you have to say. God, we pray right now, Father God, we know that you're in the midst, oh, Father God, because your word tells us you are, that you're in the midst of believers, God, so we know that you're here. We thank you for your presence, God, and we thank you for what you're going to say and do in the lives of us, your people, God. God, I pray right now, God, that you would just continue to cultivate the minds of these, your people, God, and I ask that you would help me to decrease, to humble myself, that you would be shown brightly today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Our statement of faith, this is my Bible. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I am a believer and not a doubter. I am a doer, not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I am obedient to the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. And I am enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. One more time. I know that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Our scripture text. But be you doers of the words and not hearers only deceiving yourselves. My version for those of you, I'm a New, King, uh, New King James version, I apologize for that. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Verse 24, for he observes himself, goes away and immediately forget what kind of man he was. Verse 25. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continue in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. You may be seated. This morning, I, I, I want to, to, to do, uh, talk about the topic, Desperate to Connect, Part 2. Uh, the power of application. In Desperation, Part 1, I started to talk by asking a rhetorical question. Let, let me stop here for a second. Normally, when you do a, a part two to anything, it normally comes right after part one, right? Normally, you try to do that because you want to keep 
the people in, remem in remembrance of what was said in part one. I got to admit, Brother Wilson, that it's it been five months <laughs> since I did part one. And so, and so when I get here, I'm going to have to do a little refresher. I'm not going to re-preach part one. I, and when I do it, I'm going to leave out some things that I talked about in part one because part one is not the objective. The objective is to talk about part two. Desperate to connect the power of application. And so in part one, if you recall, I gave you six stories or six examples of biblical uh, people who went through some certain, certain things, right? But today I'm only going to do a refresher on the three of them. These three caught my attention and the Lord placed it in my spirit because when he did what he did in their lives, it was all about their character and and so we're going to talk about those. One of y'all, you remember, it, it, the story was, uh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm getting so, I'm getting so, I'm, I'm so full, I'm getting ahead of myself. Mm, mm, mm. In desperation, in desperate to connect part one, I gave you a definition. And for those of you, I, I need to give you that definition. Desperate is defined as having an urgent need or desire. I said that the word desperation was a derivative of the word desperate. I said that desperation can sometimes lead to a perception of reckless behavior because of the perceived urgency or hopelessness of the situation. As I stated earlier in part one, I shared with you six biblical examples of people who were so desperate they took what was perceived as reckless behavior. Today, in Desperate to Connect, part two, the power of application, I'm going to do a brief refresher. And so here we go. One definition, I always start off with definitions because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page when talking. One definition of character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. Let me say that again. One definition of character is the mental and moral qualities distinctive to an individual. In a nutshell, character is a who a person really are. Uh, <laughs> your character is who you really are. Your character is who you, see, because sometimes you may come, sometimes people may come and go in different places and they may do certain things, but they ain't really who. Your character is who you really are. And so in this first example, if y'all remember, and I'm, 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 I'm going to go through it real fast. That first character, who, who, the example, it was got that guy named Nicodemus. I mean, uh, Zacchaeus. Y'all remember that? For those of you who here, Zacchaeus, I talked to him about his story. It's in Luke 19, 1 through 10. Go there if you want to and read it later. It's also, we got 
desperate, desperate to connect with one, you can go get that. So in this story, though, I, I got to talk about his character. Zacchaeus was, he, he, he was not a good guy. I mean, in fact, he, 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 he was a thief, he was a cheat, he was a liar, and he took advantage of folk. Uh, that ain't nobody, I, I know ain't nobody in here like that. But, but Zeacus was like that. He took advantage of folk. He took, I mean, he, he, he got wealthy on taking advantage of other people's problems. But one day, Major, the dude decided, hey, listen, my life is raggedy. I believe I can do better than this. But he knew he couldn't help himself. How many of you know that sometimes we got some situations in our lives that we need to, some help, but we can't help ourselves? So he ran to, 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 to who he heard about, who he knew, Virginia, that could, could change him. He did what, what, what was, was kind of reckless back in those days. In order to connect, the dude climbed the tree, grown man. But because he climbed the tree, he got Jesus' attention. Once Jesus, he got Jesus' attention, Jesus told him to come down the tree. Jesus told him, hey, listen, come down the tree. I see you, Zacchaeus. I see you. I see he, what he was saying. I see what you really want. I, I see you. Sometimes we can see people, but we really don't see them. <laughs> but Jesus said, I see you, Nick, uh, Zacchaeus. Come on down. And I'm going to your house for lunch. All these people around trying to get to Jesus, Nick or Zacchaeus get the opportunity for Jesus to come to his crib, sit down. Woo! I mean, I wish, sometimes I wish I could have been like Zacchaeus, get Jesus, but he's he, he been to my house. But when they was in his house, Jesus gave Nicodemus some words. Y'all didn't catch that. Jesus, when they taught, when they went to eat, it wasn't just eating physically. Jesus allowed Nicodemus to eat some of the things that he was sharing with him. And his life was transformed for the better. Uh, then there was another lady. <coughs> this lady. This lady, this lady, and I might have to explain it, but I'm not going to be too, too, too in depth. This lady was considered a loose woman. That, that's the kind of talk. When I was young, down in Alabama, they used to, that's what they used to say. I'd be like, what are they talking about? A loose woman. And as comfortable as I can be, this woman got around. And do you know, sometimes I'm, I'm mad at, I'm a male species, but I get mad at myself on how we do stuff. They're going to take advantage of this woman, these males, pass her around, and then they're going to land her whole name. Her reputation was jacked. And she knew all of this major. So what she wanted to do, she was desperate for change. Girls, listen, man, I can do better than this. So she, she hears about a house party, 
a dinner. You know, some preachers were having a dinner for Jesus, right? The woman bust up in the party uninvited. Y'all didn't get a picture of that, did you? For a loose woman to go to the house of a preacher. Hey, Marvin, hit me. For, for, for a woman with that kind of reputation to go to the house, even, even today, <laughs> that takes some serious desperation. The preacher, when she got in there, he tried to stop her, but Jesus said, no, 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 let her in here. Because I see I know what she wants. I know what she needs. Let her in here. The girl coming there, throw herself to the floor. Crying, tears, wiping his hair, perfume. Jesus gave her some words, Major, and changed her life forever. Transformed her forever. I imagine if I could do it with my sanctified spirit, you could would not know, you would seriously wouldn't know that woman now because she looks so different. The last story I want to share was, was about a young adult. This young adult, you know, notice I, on purpose I'm hitting a man, a woman, and a young adult. Because I think we got them all in the congregation. This young adult, what was they called arrogant? <sighs> young, young people, there's some folk that don't label y'all as arrogant. They don't label you as the kind of people that don't like to follow the rules. They don't label you <laughs> as being reckless. This particular young man was all of the above. Went out in the world, got audacious with his dad, got, got, got loud, you know, talked back to him a little bit. Say, hey, I'm ready to get out of here. I don't like your rules. I don't like your rules. You got too many rules. You got too much God. You got too, you, you, you trying to mentor me too much. Let me live. <laughs> Let me live. How many times? The other day, my granddaughter, I was talking to her, and I was giving her some, she folks tell And she hit me with that same thing. Y'all see my granddaughter pretty as can be. Just as respectful as can be, Papa will give him some ideas, and she says, Papa, let me live. <laughs> what she was telling me was, I don't want to hear what you are saying. And so, so we, we, we looked at those examples. I've given you all three of the examples. I, but in part one, I focused in on the connecting piece. See, because in life, Brother Moe, you got to be connected. I, I'm telling you, if you're going to be a, make, a mover and a shaker in this life, you got to have some connects. <sighs> okay, y'all don't believe me. Ernestine, you know you got to be connected. You got to have some, you got to make some connections. And it pays to be connected to the right people. So in Desperation Part 1, 
I focus in on connecting to Jesus Christ. Today, though, I'm going to focus in on part two. Because here's where I believe, and my research indicates, that a lot of times we focus on part one, the connection piece, but we don't focus in on part two, the power of the application piece. It's one thing to connect to Jesus, but you got to apply. I'm going to show y'all some research here in a minute that's going to blow your mind. It didn't blow mine because that's what I do. I do research because I love people, especially God people. Because in, 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 in this piece, God people are supposed to be living victorious lives. Yeah, but hear me. Not, not, not that we don't go anything, go through things. Everybody goes through. It, it rains on the justice. It, it do all of that. But you're supposed to be victorious. I ain't going to pat myself on the back, but I'm going to tell you the truth. I know I'm victorious. <laughs> There's sometimes, even I, can I just talk a little bit about how, what God's doing in my life? Sometimes my wife and my daughter and my kid, they look at me like, why, why dad ain't freaking? <laughs> why I ain't freaking? Ain't nothing in this world going to freak me. Why? Because I know I, I, I'm connected. <laughs> See, I'm connected, and I know because of my connection, he's obligated. Obligated to see me through whatever he needs to see. And so, again, we're, we're talking about, in, in verse 1, I talk about focusing in on the connection. Today, I'm going to talk about application. You remember I told you I always give you a definition. So here's my definition of application. It is a series of actions. Somebody say actions. See, act, uh, application requires some action in order to achieve a particular result. 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 Today's text comes from the book of James. Many of y'all who know me know I love me some James. But before I dive into the text, I want to share some information about this author. Because a lot of people can't handle James. <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about James. Back in the day, a lot of people was named James. Just like now. A lot of people, you know, the, 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 the popular name for James. You know, people. But this particular author is believed to be the brother of Jesus Christ. Now, what's so particular in my research, Ernestine, that I found out is that James, when Jesus was doing his earthly ministry, James didn't follow him. <laughs> he, even though that was his brother, J James looked at him or saw him from afar out, but he wasn't one of his followers. But when Jesus was re resurrected, James saw something that maybe he just didn't see when he was alive. And he became one of his most stringent followers. Now, James, like I said, Lachelle, uh, 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 most people can't handle James. Because <laughs> James don't, he ain't on sugarcoat nothing. <laughs> James, Charlie, he an in-your-face type of guy. He hard. 
He's hard for a reason, though. James is hard because he knows that we're supposed to be living victorious lives, and he sees Christian after Christian after Christian that's being whipped. So he says, hey, listen, I got to tell them how they don't have to be whipped. Many of you know I'm a researcher. I've said that before. Most of my research centers on relationships. I mean, God, man, for, for the last six years, that's all God got me doing, thinking about relationships. And I'm just studying. I, 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 I'm always, oh, y'all don't know it, but I'm always on a conference, whether it's on, online. I'm connected to folks all over, because I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out what, 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 what's the disconnect. My research indicate to me, Major, that Christians are not doing too much, many Christians, not all, are not doing too much better than the folk that are in the Folk that have come into the church spend hours and hours and hours to go out into the world and they fare no better. See, see, see. That, that tears me apart when I see my brothers and sisters. Just like James, I can see, I can sense why, why, why. When they already connected. They connected. Why, why they do it? Because James said, hey, you got to remind them of part two. The apple case. So let's get in, let's get into James. I, I gave, I told you now. So when I look like he's coming hard, oh, when it looks like it's coming hard, it ain't Al that's doing it. It's James. Don't get mad at L. Get mad at. So, 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 turn in your Bibles to James 1, 19 and 21. 19 through 21. This is where we're going to set down and, and complete. You there? In James, in these verses, James 19 through 21, James provides the process, somebody say process, on how believers should approach the word of God. Listen, if you're saved and sanctified by the word of God, this is how you do it. He says this, verse, verse 19. My dear brothers, take note. <laughs> Stop right there. I'm, I'm, I'm reading the new. Yo, may read it. He says, hey, my dear brothers, take note. When somebody tell you take note, what does that news, news mean to you? Hey, hey. Back in the day, and I heard somebody say, I think Gloria said it. But when I first started, uh, 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 you know, when I was super hungry for the word and I, I started going to church, one of the first things I would do is I would always take because I didn't trust it to my memory. You know, and so he says, take note, watch this, everyone, uh-oh, I, I know, uh, 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 everyone, 
So, so, so now everyone include everyone. Man, woman, child, teenage, young adult, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Now, 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 now a lot of times, even I used to do this, I got that passage messed up. Because I thought that passenger was talking to how I should interact with you and you to interact with me. Now, it's a good principle, and you should do it that way, but that ain't what it's talking about. He's saying when you, everybody should be quick to listen to the word of God. Oh. You should be quick to listen to what God thinks about the matter that you're going through. What? Yeah, because a lot of times when we go through things, what we do is we are, we, 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 we get every, anyway. But then he goes on and he said, be slow to speak. Wow. Sometimes when we're going through things uh, and we're, we're, we don't take time to get in the spiritual peace and so we can respond in a fleshly peace. And so he says, be slow to speak. Quick to listen, slow to speak. Slow to anger. Wait a minute, at first, when I heard that, I thought that I was supposed, what he was telling me was I was supposed to be slow to get angry with Sister Latham when we were having a discussion. But that ain't what he was saying. I mean, I can still use that principle and it'll bless my marriage, but what he's saying is slow to anger. So listen, when you are, are quick to hear, slow to speak, and then when you read the word, if the word is contrary to how you think, be slow to get mad at God. <laughs> because a lot of times, what God's word will do, it will confront you. How many times you can read God's word and it's not what you wanted to do? It's totally out of line of what pieces. I, 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 I wouldn't plan on handling it like that. Be slow to anger because a lot of times when, 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 when God tells us to do something, it's outside the norm, it, it's outside the box, Will, and sometimes we say, oh. Sometimes I'd be in discussion with some people, and we'll talk, and, uh, and I'll say, hey, let's see what the word got to do. Oh, I don't want to hear that. <laughs> uh, what? No. Because <laughs> they got mad. They, 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 they don't, they don't. And so, 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 and then he says, watch this. Slow the anger because, listen, your anger can prevent you from being the righteous person that God is trying to make you be. <laughs> See, God said, hey, don't, be, don't get mad at me. Slow your roll, slow your roll, slow your roll. Because <sighs> I'm trying to make you, Sister Jean, I, I, I created you. I know your purpose better than you know your purpose yourself. I'm crafting you. 
But you gotta, you, you, you can't fight me on this crafty. You, 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 you got to, to, to be slow to anger because I'm working in you because I'm going to produce a righteous product. How did I know that, sister? Uh, Andre, he's he working on you too, baby. He's trying to, why? Because he's saying, listen, if you slow to anger, I'm going to work some stuff. This word of God is going to work some stuff out of you that you need to get out of you. All of us has stuff that we need to get out of us. And so he's saying, slow to anger. Glory to your name. Quick to listen. Can I talk to my brothers for a minute? Be quick to listen. Brothers, be quick to listen. Major, put aside that machismo that you sometimes can have being male. Robert, machismo, you know, you know how we feel. <laughs> you know. I'm a man. I can fix it all. <laughs> I got the answers to everything. You just listen. And I'll fix it for you, Shell. You just listen, because I am male. Machismo knowing everything. <laughs> can I talk to my women? <laughs> be slow or be quick to listen. Now, 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 y'all have been labeled, don't, don't, ain't nobody got, make sure ain't nobody in throwing this. <sighs> y'all have been, list, been, been labeled as being emotional. <laughs> I'm not saying I agree with that, so, so, so uh, I'm just telling you what, what my research says. <laughs> Blame it on the research. Y'all have been labeled as being emotional. Simply what they're saying is, hey, sometimes y'all react before you. Sometimes you get in your. And what he's saying, hey, put that aside. Be quick to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to anger. And he said, if you do this, you'll see some transformation in your life. I, here's what I do. I challenge you just to throw three steps like that. I guarantee, listen, the word of God is true. I got to tell you this quickly because it's powerful. It's so powerful it changed my marriage. And my marriage ain't perfect by any means, but I tried this Virginia, and now anytime I talk to a couple, anytime I do premarital counsel, I share this nugget because I see how it blesses me. There's a prescription in, in, in the Bible say, don't let your anger, don't go to sleep on your anger. Back in the day when Sister Latham and I used to first get married, we, we used to have some dis disagreements. I know it's just me. 
And, you know, most, most married folk don't get, have disagreement, but she and I. And we, matter of fact, it wasn't we used to. We still. <laughs> and, 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 and when we used to have those disagreements, I used to get the silent treatment. <sighs> That's just me. For, for those of y'all know what the silent treatment is, that means ain't no conversation going on. We, we, we married, we, we won, but we ain't talking to each other. Then sometimes, Robin, I used to find myself on the couch. And, and, and all, I could, all I needed to do was to, 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 to follow the Bible, and I ain't had to be on that tough couch. But I was too proud. She ain't talking to me. I ain't talking to her. She got the king side bed, and I'm on the couch. Hurting. One day I said, hey, this ain't working for me. I got to do a change. So Sister Latham and I have decided, and 99% out of 100 times we use, we ain't going to bed mad at each other. Before the night go out, one of us going to apologize. And it works. I get to go on my right side of the bed. Because you do know, most married folk, they carve out the side of the bed. <laughs> Young people, those of you under 40, normally I wouldn't have to clarify young people, you know. But I've heard a new term, Ernestine. 40 is the new 30. So, 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 so now I'm talking to y'all young people who 40. When I was growing up, 40 was old. <laughs> but now folks don't want 40 to be old, so they just change the, you know, they change the script. I'm still old because I'm way over both of them. Anyway. <laughs> and so what I want you to do, Jesse, because I believe you're under 40, be quick. Listen. All right, so, so now let's get to the gist of our text, right? Turn with me, or you're still in James. We're going to drop down to 22 through 25. Are you there? It says, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. We should be doers of the word and not hearers only. Watch this, Brother Wilson. You can read the Bible and listen to sermons all day without it having an effect on you. <laughs> you can hear it all. Listen, you can come in here. I mean, you, know, you can be here every Bible study major. You can be there at Sunday school. You can, you can every time the church, I'm open. You can even be teaching this thing. <laughs> but if you don't apply, it don't profit you nothing. He said deceiving your own self. See, a lot of times we deceive our own 
We're fooling our own selves, and we don't even know we are fooling. We think we can fix it. We think we got it going on, and we just fooling ourselves. You're the same guy that you was because you ain't allowing the word to transform you. The word is the key to transformation is the power of application. For the past month, Pastor Bolden has been teaching from a series called Agents of Kindness. Do you know that there are Christians that are not kind? Not because they don't know, it's because they have not applied what they know. See, you and I have been duped into thinking that knowledge is power. I'm here to tell you, you're, you're being duped, and you've been duped, and you need to stop being duped. <laughs> knowledge is not power. It's the application of the knowledge that you received. You have to get to the application phase. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he's like a man observing his natural face in a mirror for he observes himself, goes away, and forgets immediately what he was. See, to be a hearer and not a doer is like someone looking at himself in a mirror. See, what, what you got to understand is the mirror will provide a reality check. You, you can think one thing, but when you look in the mirror, the mirror going to tell you what you look like. <sighs> this morning. In my haste to get here, you know, because I've been in the military and they ingrained us, hey, if you, get, if you, you show up on time, you're late. So I'm always shooting for, to be, and so, 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 and sometimes me, my desire to, 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 you know, to continue with my military upbringing, I put a lot of stress on Sister Lacey. Because we, we ride together. So, 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 so I said, hey, baby, you ready? She said, yeah. And I could tell she wasn't ready, but she, because she knows, you know, that's our agreement. So she in there, and then all of a sudden, I decided, wait a minute. I ducked back into the bathroom. And she said, hey, 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 I thought you were ready to go. And I could see the tension in her voice. But what had happened, Will, is I went into the mirror. I, I think I'm getting ready to go to church. I think I'm looking fly. <laughs> Say, I, you know, I don't put it all together. I think I'm, and I look in the mirror and I, woo! <laughs> now, now, now I, could, I, could, I could hear her tension in her voice, and I could have just said, hey, I ain't going to worry about it. I'll get to it later. But I know me. I, sometimes I forget. So I would have went out here and faced life, faced y'all, and I may have forgot to do 
what I needed to do when I saw in the mirror. And because I know Major, the boy point blank, he'll tell me straight up, hey, hell, you jacked. <laughs> Did you look in the mirror? You jacked. So instead, I took the time to fix what I saw in the mirror. It took a little bit of extra time, Virginia, but I took the time necessary to fix what I saw in the mirror. That's what God is telling to you and I as, 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 when we, as, as, as Christians, when, when, when we look in, in that word, we got to let it be a mirror. And if it's not lining up, the word won't change it. You got to change. The mirror only shows you your imperfections. You got to fix the imperfections. We're closing now. We're getting ready to close. But he who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues. Somebody say continue. Look in it. Continue to look in it. See, 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 see. Let me tell you something. Sunday can't be the only time you. <laughs> if you want to be that transformational husband, wife, man, woman, child, you, you, you can't look at it just on Sunday. You've got to continue in it. Continue in it. See, when we look he says, and not be a forgetful hearer. What? Forgetful. Remember I told you? See, you can't just hear this and then allow yourself to forget it. And one of the ways I find out to not forget it is to tackle that situation right then. <laughs> hey, I'll get to it Monday. You know how. It, something else come up. And then next thing you know, you don't for, don't forget, don't, don't, don't forget. But do this one, this is the key. He says, if you do these things, this one will be blessed in all he does. If you apply these principles of application, he's saying every aspect of your life will be blessed. You'll be able to live a victorious life. I'm not saying you're not going to have tribulations, but you'll have victory in those situations. I'm done. Listen, but I want to share this. <clears throat> I know that today is 3 December. I know that some of you may be wondering why is Minister Latham talking about this in the midst of all these Christmas decorations. This is a time where we're supposed to be joyous. But my research tells me otherwise. My research tells me that Thanksgiving and Christmas, for some people, 
are the worst time of the year. Some research tells me that more suicides happen during this time. My research tells me that on the, the first Monday after Christmas is what they call divorce day. Y'all didn't know that, did you? There is such a thing as divorce day. People have made up in their minds that I'm going to get through Christmas, I'm going to get through Thanksgiving, and then I'm going to drop it. I'm cutting everything loose. J January 1st, start divorce season. I have decided to start my life over again. And, and it would be one thing if I was just talking to non-Christians. But my research tells me otherwise, Ma. It tells me that in these suicides, there are Christians who are connected. Now, you can debate this and say, well, because I know how some people think, well, they weren't Christians in the first place. They ain't, my, they, ain't, they, they, ain't, they ain't my job to decide. I know that you can accept Jesus Christ, and if you don't apply these principles that he tell you, life will tear you up. Yeah. The power of application. That's my bottom line. I know I said a lot of stuff. I talked about some guys. Y'all probably ain't going to even remember their name. And that ain't important. The important part is I need you to do this. Say, I'm going to fight to the best of my ability to do what the Bible tells me to do. Believing that if I do that, I'm going to see some transformation in my life that I never, ever imagined. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise. I have three appeals.